Hey, Mike. Hey, Kyle. How are you doing? Doing good. How are you? Good. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah. Uh, it was uh, It was nice. It was actually uh, sunny here, so I got yeah. to get outside. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had a couple of good days. Went too fast, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had we had nothing but rain all last week and then finally That's yesterday what we're getting this and then, week. a lot of rain. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, it sucks. But yeah, it's uh it's been a good weekend. Good. Nice and relaxing. I don't remember what Justice Leagues were covering, but is it like from 15 on or something? I don't remember. Yeah, um <clears throat> Yeah, I I read 15. Um, I planned on reading up to 22. I I wasn't able to get to 22, but I, I read through 21. Okay, we could do 15 through 21. I read through 22. Yeah, I mean, you can talk about 22 if you want. I, I started to get into it, but I, I just th- I didn't think have 21 mentions everything that 22 is about. <laughs> It just like oh. it just like fleshes it out more. Yeah. But I might say a word or two about it being, you know, like what it's about, but I won't go yeah, into that's, details. Yeah, not a problem. And uh yeah. then the other thing we were covering is Birds of Prey, number yep. 1 and 2. Oh, <laughs> I I read I read the first four issues. Ah, you're ahead of me then. <laughs> I yeah, I couldn't uh, I couldn't remember what we said, so I just read four just to be safe. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, you can cover them all because I've. It's not like I haven't read them before. <laughs> yeah. True. Yep. And I think that was it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And did you co- cover? Did you get the annual for Justice League? Uh, I did. I was going to be like, because I know sometimes yeah. you hold off on the annuals, and I was, man, this that annual was kind of, like, important. <laughs> it's it's good, yeah, and it's... But, uh, but it, le- it left, like, if you, if you skip that issue, you, like, feel like the next issue was not, like, you missed a lot. I don't think it fills in, like, the gaps of what happened at the source wall. Yeah, they, they definitely... Uh... Um, yeah, the the source wall stuff is huge. Um, yeah, and they they definitely reference it, obviously, in in the the following issues. They reference it, but they don't tell you like exactly what happened. Like right, right, yeah. They just you know they reference sort of what happened. Like yeah, they just kind of use the little asterisk to reference bits yeah. of it. This is a big story, and there's some issues that I liked more than others. And usually, I like I tend to like the the Tinian ones more. But, yeah. Uh, I I kind of like the Snyder ones more this time, so <laughs> yeah, I like flipped it, flipped the script a little bit. I forgot yeah, who's, I the, didn't, who's uh... the I forgot who's the who's the baby on Grodd's belly. Do you remember? Uh... Um, I can't remember. <laughs> you know what? I I couldn't remember either. Uh, because I was reading, and when I 
So I actually read um, a couple of these issues I read um, through for a second time because I had read them as they came in. Yeah. Um, and when I was rereading the annual, I think it was the annual, there's a, there's a scene with Grodd and I had the same thought. I was like, you know, I, I know the baby's been a part of all this, but I just can't remember who it, who it was again. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to find out in my notes when we read the last and uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna search for Grodd <laughs> and see if I said it. I guess I didn't put anything. It it would have had to be something with the still force, right? I thought it did. Because but Grodd I don't remember was, who the baby was. Was it Turtle? I don't remember who it was. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Because cause I jumped in on 14, I think it was. I read 14 through 22. And the only thing I didn't remember is, like, who's this baby? <laughs> I, I couldn't remember. And all he doesn't really say much, and Grodd doesn't really. <clears throat> I think he's got, like, two sentences to say or something and he doesn't really yeah. say much it's all brainiac and luther so yeah for the, the it, most part yeah and it's funny too because i like i'll keep i'll keep forgetting sinestro is a part of all of it because he yeah. has no part in it either he had one sentence in it during the whole thing and so did cheetah but yeah very, very little to do with like anything that happened in the story I think when yeah. they were talking about Perpetua is when they had some sayings and Brainiac was going into Luther's body. I think that I think that they had a couple sentences to say, but that was about it. And usually yeah. when a, you have a Tinian issue, it's like all Legion of Doom. And what I found in this batch, it was sort of Legion of Doom, but a lot more P- Perpetua and uh, Luther and Brainiac. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of like kind of scheming between Luther and Brainiac, and yeah, because it's like all one up you kind of like back, <laughs> yeah. and, back and forth. <laughs> and then one of them tries to screw the other, and then yeah. the other one goes, "Wait a second, you need me for this." And yeah. then they're like, "Oh, okay, I guess we'll work together again." Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah it's, yeah, it's unusual. My favorite issue, though, was, I think, 16, which was, it oh. was a huge retcon. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it wasn't really, I guess you can't say it's a retcon, but it was like new history written in for Mar- Martian Manhunter and Luther. It yeah. kind of, like, blew my mind. Like, it, it just came out of nowhere to me. And was I, that with I John it. as a kid? When, yeah. Or they're both as a they, Both kids. Well, Alexander Luther, Luth, Luther's father, brought him <clears throat> down really early as a kid and wouldn't let him go back to his parents. Yeah. And, uh, they were going to kill him. And Luther, as a, a kid, saved his life pretty much. And Martian Manhunter on Mars was sort of reminding him of that as Luther was going to try to take, take him to Perpetua. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I almost kill him because he had a gun to his back 
and he was talking through them. And meanwhile, there's these big dragons that are out there trying to kill them both because they're like tapping into regret that like Martian Manhunter had. <laughs> they like can feed off of regret. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, that's actually seventeen. Yeah, um, that was the issue that I really, I really dug. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. The the Luther and Martian Manhunter stuff has been really good, and it started early on. Um, remember, in uh, I remember when we covered, I think it was the first issue. Um, Luther and Manhunter have a scene together. Um, where they hint at something like this, and I think it was this that they were hinting at. Yeah, this is a big a big book. Like everything matters, and yeah, for have sure. To pay attention to stuff. I think it's a horrible read to read as it comes out, though. I think because yeah. I would forget a lot of it. At least when I read it in batches, I at least get the 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 deep high points and it makes it more memorable but i think if i was to like review it one at a month i'd forget it like i already forgot the baby yeah i, I don't remember um, i i do remember it was with the uh, the steel force though yeah it was something to do with it is what... tortoise it's tortoise that's who oh, it is. okay i do have it in my notes i said Grodd uses the Steel Force and Tortoise to defeat Flash, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. So good thing I take notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I I don't know what it was. I, I think I think part of it is because I'm so into Martian Manhunter right now, and it it just just hitting right at the right peaks, because you know we read JLA, with, and that featured a lot of Martian Manhunter. Mm-hmm. And um, then we, you know, we covered the new the new series, and then this, and it's just like this. He's been a big player in all of the books, like huge. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It, it's getting me pumped up about his character. And then there's one one scene that freaked me out which we will get into, but he goes into the future and he's kind of like married to somebody or has a partner. Oh, <laughs> and they uh, have a Ken, child. Ken, yeah. Kendra. Yeah. yeah. So that's, but it's not him. It's his like, yeah. Future self, if you will, I guess. Well, and, um, the important thing to know, I think about that is I think, I could be wrong, but I could have missed something before. But I think all of that stemmed from the annual where, um, when Kendra was gonna, Kendra was gonna merge herself with the Source Wall, and uh, John, John had created like that, that like ideal kind of uh, dream place for for Kendra to basically live. Uh, for you know, for eternity, while she was a part of the source wall. Yeah. And I think that's, at least that's. I mean, from what I can remember of of what we've read, I think that's what kind of created this connection between the two of the the two of them. Mm-hmm. Because she like right after that she like kisses him, 
after he tells her about the right, the and little, they, they like, mention that they, they mention that kiss later on because yeah. they're like they like begin to question whether <clears throat> this what is it the sixth dimension <laughs> yeah is if if everybody there's legit I do like how they I like how they presented like all the dimensions you know like the first dimension's a point the second dimension's a line. Mm-hmm. 3D space, and then 4, 4D is this, and five is is imagination, and and six is that weird dimension. Yeah. And, and um, it really links in like, well, it tells a lot of backstory about Perpetua. A lot of it's about her and her children, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the issue you did you didn't read. But it it does mention in the previous issues who her children are. Right. The so anti monitor, the, the anti anti monitor, the monitor, and um, I forget what the other guy the is. World oh. Forger. World Forger, and didn't. Yeah. It, did we ever see World Forger before this? I don't remember him. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't think I have, I don't think I've seen him before this. Yeah, he's the third son. Yeah, so he might be, he might be something new. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was, uh, kind of a huge, uh, I mean, and it may end up, not going anywhere, but it's kind of a huge deal if if Kendra and and John have something going on because because yeah. Ken, you know Kendra is supposed to be with with Hawkman. Yeah, and she re, and she sort of remerged with Shiera. Yeah. So yeah. so that that was like game changing. They had that whole thing in Thanagar, which I thought was fascinating. Because it was like a storage unit of like very awesome artifacts <laughs> <laughs> yeah. held, held on Thanagar, <laughs> and they had all this like guard stuff, and I I just I like I dug that part too like I dug it a lot because Shaera was like protecting it all, and the Justice League were well Martian Manhunter was invading it but there was that other Martian that was trapped in there. Yeah, she the had Martian to pass key. that. In- yeah, she had to pass that information on to mm-hmm. John because she was dying. Or yeah. he, I don't know. I, I I interpreted it as she. Yeah, I did too. Um. Yeah, it was uh, it was really fascinating to see um. To see the uh, the kind of the storage protocols on the. Uh, Thanagar. Yeah, like it was how, fascinating. How secure it was, and they, yeah. they what they all just like hid, in like, hid inside like a projection of a piece of kryptonite. Uh huh. And they were, they were trying to break in. They, I mean, yeah. they, that, that was their goal is to break in and, I guess, rescue that other Martian. And um, because they were breaking in, you had John and a couple other justice seekers that had well actually John got arrested sort of by his own lantern corps yeah. because he he was violating protocol 
as far as they were concerned. Yeah. So the core got involved on on Thanagar. It was it was a very interesting story. And then at the end of that, was it John? I think it was John Jones that sort of somebody reunited their oh, Starman, I think. Starman, well, it was either Starman or John Jones, I can't remember, but that he re, he basically took Shaera's soul and brought it back into Kendra's and then she remembered everything she was before that. But Shayera maintained her own individuality, so it was very weird. Because they left yeah. her on Thanagar. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was Starman. Yeah, um, it was because he, I mean, he's been talking about like the totality and mm-hmm. all that stuff, and his whole purpose was to get to the Source Wall and fix fix the wall. Yeah, he knew what to do. Yeah. Or he at least had a plan. And I think that plan would have worked if if the Legion of Doom didn't come and muck things yeah. up, you know. <clears throat> Brainiac took Brainiac took hold of Starman's mind. Yeah. And kind of screwed him up. It, it was, was cool though. Cool to... How they use like those um, fourth world generated deities they fought I forget what they were called at the beginning of the story to merge the source wall back together with their bodies and they, they sort of succeeded until the Legion of Doom came and sort of broke out and took Perpetua yeah um, it's fascinating, and that's that's the whole t- the whole thing before that was Luther and and Brainiac like <laughs> going back and forth, and th- there was a point where I thought Brainiac was just gonna kill Luther. Yeah, or leave him uh, like comatose or yeah. whatever. <clears throat> but Luther always was always what I mean. Brainiac's amazingly smart, and he likes <laughs> calculating everything, but Luther already knows, like, ahead of time what he's going to do. Like, he yeah. does, he's able to, like, second-guess what Brainiac is going to do before he does it. Yeah, it's almost like since Brainiac is not human, Luther comes always comes up with something that Brainiac doesn't think of. Yeah. And that's kind of what he used to get Brainiac to, like, let him go. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. I like I like that banner between the two. Mm-hmm. My favorite was Lex and Martian Manhunter. And it, it almost made it look like Lex has some empathy towards him, too. Like, he was remembering what happened at the end of that book because when he went back to the Legion of Doom he was very protective of John Jones because he was supposed to capture him and he didn't and he said oh he's got nothing to offer us yeah that's right he said he possessed nothing worth learning yeah because he saved Martian Manhunter they were there to kill him it was weird because they were talking about the Blackhawks coming coming to get him and 
yeah. during that time, I mean, they never showed him, but the father of Luther was going to kill the Martian, and the kid, Lex Luther, felt bad about it, and they were able to communicate. And they even did, like, heroic things together. You know, they, like, stopped a mm-hmm. bank robbery and did stuff because they, yeah. they left the place. And um, I thought that was fascinating, too. And when they came to kill him, they thought they were going to kill him, and they transported him back home because Lex had messed with the machine. The, uh, <clears throat> the Lex and... Uh... The Lex and Martian Manhunter as kids, that scene really reminds me of another book. Um, it's something that I, I read pretty recently. I know it's like it was something from the early 90s. I'm trying to think of what it was. Um, I want to say it, it was maybe Legion. With um, Vril Docs. With Lex? Um, no, not it wasn't Lex, but it was. Uh, I know they ah. had a. I know they Vril Docs had a kid, and he was like incredibly smart, and his well, son was manipulating things. Yeah. So this was no. So this was when Vril Docs was a kid. Oh. And he was he was basically because um, his his dad was basically um, being being used by the the machines on Kalu. Yeah. You know, and and the machines got rid of uh, his dad eventually, but but Vril um, or Vril's dad found another kid i'm trying to remember who it was it's a character that's in the book um is it it the guy with the hair that has no powers he eventually gets the emerald eye i forget what his name is no it wasn't him um but anyways like vril ends up like kind of protecting the kid Uh uh-huh but he's also using the kid as like a slave ah um and eventually, like the the kid, eventually the kid escapes. God, I can't think of the the character, but it that that part just reminds me so much of this Martian Manhunter Luther thing, uh, where one of them's kind of held captive, and the other kid's kind of helping him out. I love but that th- book, by the way. That book is so good. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, Oh, you know what? It's the I know who it is now. It's the Durlin. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's the Durlin. The Durlin was was imprisoned on Kalu by Vril's father, and uh, he he escaped, but but Vril kind of like hid him away from his father, so his father didn't know where the Durlin was. And he lived he lived there with Vril for uh, several years, but Vril was like just terrible to him, just and just used him. Yeah, he's a very manipulative, unlikable mm-hmm. character. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know why, but this this scene he has was... everybody on strings, like. Oh yeah. And then he gets a taste of his own medicine later on in life because they have a child. Yeah. And that child yeah. ends up going after his father because he's <laughs> incredibly smart too. They're yeah, they're and too smart. And they're like doing like good. wicked things cuz they're like a a policing organization. Yeah. And it's almost like they're making money off of it enforcing their um policies upon other planets Mm -hmm. like they it's almost like you have to pay it's almost like that thing with gangsters you know you have to pay me rent kind of thing just to for protection but they're not really offering you protection if you don't pay it they come after you yeah (laughs) yeah that's weird yeah maybe it's i I don't know why maybe it's just luther kind of reminds me of real docs a little bit and really, it should be reminding you of Brainiac. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. But, but it, it's weird, though, because <clears throat> Brainiac is more calculating. Like, he's sort of has his purpose. And he's kind of fascinating because he, he's a world collector, if you will. Like, he mm-hmm. he's essentially wants to preserve things that are going to go away. So he steals a little bottle of everything he gets. Yeah. But but he's very calculating where Vril Docs has is 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 just as smart and he's like even in the Legion like Brainiac five, except he's got that like Luther wickedness, like Yeah. The Luther he's got almost yeah. kinda like the Luther like uncaring attitude, you know? Yeah. Like the Yeah. Yeah, he's he's pretty awesome. I like that series a lot. Sorry, I sidetracked us. No, that's all right. I I, <laughs> I I love to sidetrack. I never stay on target. Me and Bill were talking today, and I I don't even know how we strayed, but we strayed away for like half an hour to forty minutes, and I didn't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the good episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was strange. Because <laughs> we only like read together like two comics, but it it seemed to like last over three hours, and I don't remember. I, I, it seemed like a short episode to me. Like I was like, this could be a sh- the shortest one we've released in a while, but it was still three and a half. <laughs> yeah i was like oh shit we only talked about two comics what the hell happened got got sucked into a wormhole yeah we did (laughs) yeah but one thing i've noticed about these issues is because we've mentioned before how we we both were kind of enjoying uh tynan's issues a little more um but i've noticed with this batch of issues, I'll finish one and I'll think, wow, that was really good. And then I'll look and it was written by Snyder. Yeah. So this this batch has kind of changed a little bit for me, I think. Especially with... It, it, it's changed, but tonally, like, if I don't pay attention, I don't recognize the difference. Especially, right. like, yeah. I, I know you didn't read 22, but 22 is written by Tinian. 
And mm-hmm. if if I did not look at the credits, I would have thought it was a Snyder issue. Like yeah, I I would have interchangeably understood what they're sort of they're flowing really well. Um, as yeah. far as like when they're telling the story, and yeah, I, I pay attention. The art has been really good on this batch. Oh yeah. I yep. think Chen did a couple issues. Those are my favorite, especially because it was that seventeen that I like so much. Yeah. And, um, and then we had Jorge, I think, come back or whatever his name is. Yeah, Jorge Jimenez. Yeah, he came back and he killed it. And then we had—I don't know—just the art has been very consistently good. Like I never look at an issue and say, "Oh, I don't like this one." And it doesn't seem like, yeah, and it, I never really notice when the art changes either, so it's not that drastic of a change for me. Yeah, it flows really well. Yeah. I have to say, like, issues 20 and 21 really sucked me in. Like, those (laughs) issues were really good. Well, it was fascinating because... Well, I don't want to spoil 22, but 20, I think 20 is when, was 20 or was it 19 where they like realize, oh, we're going to lose now because they have Perpetua and what are we, how are we going to do this? And it I was like Superman, 19. Superman yeah. had to go get, he had to set a trap for Mixelpitalik yeah. to, to bring him down because he was the only one that could help them in the sixth dimension. So yeah, that, that the, got crazy. The trap is pretty fascinating too. Like they're they have Martian Manhunter like making him like think of his own name. Yeah. Like so he can't like so he can't uh do anything. And in his mind he was seeing things differently cause Yeah. He, he was thinking, "Oh, oh, I'm turn he like had uh the Daily Planet eat Bruce's building. <laughs> like Wayne Enterprises, it just like swallowed it. And he's like, yeah, I might be trapped in this little space, but I'm controlling the outside. So Yeah. And I like how they made him like he's the one of the most powerful beings that that is out there. But it also says, too, that, you know, like Batmite and him, yeah, are, him both and Batmite, yeah. are imps. And they're almost like Yes, they're they're troublemakers because that's just their nature, but they're sort sort of like prepping them. Like it, it it's like a guardian angel they call themselves. Yeah. Of, of Superman and Batman, which is very fascinating, I think. I like the little uh, I like the little panel when, um, when. Uh, they're they're asking uh, Mixoplik for help, and um, he's explaining that <clears throat> that his dimension is dying. And there's the little panel like of like the cartoon drawing yeah. of the imps like dying. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't really know where they were going when. Like Superman, you, you think it's future Superman. Superman oh, yeah. volunteers to go to the sixth dimension. Because uh, Mixel Pitalik says, I've been prepping you to 
be able to exist in the sixth dimension and you're the only one that could do it out of everybody that's there in the Justice League and he goes and then he comes back as his future self and says hey you gotta go come with me and then he brings most of the Justice League with them mm-hmm. t- to like this paradise hall of justice and you know this is the future where everything looks perfect and they see future versions of themselves except Batman is really dick and Martian yeah. Manhunter and Kendra they're 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 actually married and have a kid kind of thing. Yeah. And, and Bruce uh, Bruce had had died. Yeah. And that's why and, Dick took the mantle. Yeah. But Bruce and, was even falling for it. Like he thought when he was sitting <laughs> at the table with Dick, he was like, "How's the family?" And they said, "Well, Alfred's Alfred passed away." And yeah. uh, Jason's Jason, <laughs> and you know, like they were just saying, Damien's over here doing this. He was breaking down how the Bat family was doing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah, that was cool. And uh, and then at the at the end of twenty, or towards the end of twenty, Brainiac, or not Brainiac, uh, Luther is saying. If we had our own imp, yeah, and he, he just like pulls out a box, so that's pretty cool. And then, uh, yeah, Superman is like stuck somewhere. In a, um, there, and then there's no sunlight wherever he he is. Like a so, pocket dimension or so something. He, yeah, he's getting, he's trying to escape, and the more and more he tries, the weaker and weaker he's getting. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the Justice League thinks he's this future version, but he's really that world, whatever he's called. Uh, the world forger. Forger, yeah. Yeah. That's the part that really confuses me. Is I know I know you didn't read it, but you know it's something for us to talk about in the future. Is it talks about the relationship between the forger and the monitor and the anti-monitor and what their roles were because Perpetua says, you're my children and these are your roles. And it gets really weird with to me on what the role of the, the world forger is. Yeah, so I did, I mean, so I start, like I said, I started 22. Um, I just didn't have time to, to really get into it and finish it, but I did. I did read that part where, um, where she's, um, she says, "Can you hear me?" And then she's like, they're asking who they are, and she's t- explaining to them. Um, she calls them out by name and and tells them like what their purpose is. Mm-hmm. So I did get to that part, but I just didn't have I didn't have time to finish it. Well, then you got most of the story. The, 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 the only fascinating piece is the monitor quest starts to question his mother. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Because he's like, she's not the way she seems to her children. And she doesn't like that her son is questioning her, like what her role is. Mm. She's like, this is weird. <laughs> Yeah. My son's questioning me, and you learn that she's, 
you learn how she got imprisoned to begin with. Oh, okay. Yeah. And wasn't it, so was it, I can't remember if I read this or not, but didn't it say somewhere that like her, her being imprisoned is kind of like what created the multiverse? No, because it says that the multiverse was created by her. Oh, okay. And then she kind of gives pieces of the multiverse to her children and gives them like assignments, like this is your role, this is your role. Yeah. And the only one that really makes sense is sort of the monitors. Like even the anti-monitors role is kind of ambiguous um, to me. Yeah. But they're not supposed to step on each other's roles and she what she doesn't know is that her the monitor son is sort of just like he he questions things mm-hmm. because he doesn't like just to take somebody's word he likes to to delve in and talk to his brothers where they're not supposed to even talk to one another he goes and talks to the forager he sees things that that is that that's going on and that's why he goes back to his mother and questions her. It, it's it turns out to be pretty fascinating, and they're mm. pretty wordy. Like there's a lot of meat on this these books. Yeah. Like there there's they are not quick reads. They're they're oh, a good fifteen minute, twenty minute book instead of like your usual typical book. Yeah. Well, there's a lot there's a lot to digest as far as like all the the multiverse stuff you know like there's a lot there's a lot you have to like think think about yep because it's it gets it gets kind of complex this is uh I, i really like this though that it's um that this this i mean this whole overall arc basically started you know back in issue one um and it's just it's still going you know like i i kind of like i kind of like that um it's it's nice to have you know like a a quick arc every every now and then but like it's kind of different nowadays i think to see something go so long well batman Well, yeah. That that is a long ass story if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Cuz Batman is really is really a story about Catwoman and him and Bane. Yeah. And Bane's pulling the strings the whole time. So it, it it's as it's as long as Justice League. Justice League is doing a good job of being more like epic, like Mhm. It's they're big ideas that mean things to the entire DC universe. Yeah. And I I like how he writes the Superman and Batman together in this like Batman cares about Superman like he didn't even want him to to do what he was going to do in the sixth dimension. And then, like Superman flips it and says, "Well, you would do it if you, if the if the if if things were switched around, you wouldn't be not going because you, I told you to not go." <laughs> yeah, Batman is usually <clears throat> Batman's usually the one doing the crazy thing. Um, yeah, but he uh, 
trying to see where it is. Um, 22 ends kind of weird, if I remember correctly. It ends very strange. Hmm. Like, I don't know where they're going with it. That I didn't see that coming at all. So when you finish that one, you have to let me know what you thought. Yeah. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> I was like, "Where what what was going on?" <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I I thought it was it was great that uh Batman like when Batman was trying to talk him out of uh going to the sixth dimension, he says um he kind of says you know, this is way too big for us. And, you know, we're just, we're just heroes from a single physical universe. And usually you don't, you don't hear that kind of stuff from Batman. He's usually all in. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, this has been really cool though. It's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of twists and turns. From from uh, Thanagar now to to this uh, this weird reality with the World Forger and then Superman trapped. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, I really mm-hmm. really like what I'm reading. Yeah, very cool. I guess when I started it, I didn't I didn't think. I didn't see that Perpetua would lead to, like, the Monitor, the Anti-Monitor, <laughs> and the World Forger. I, I didn't yeah. see that. Like, they're tying it into, like, history. Because mm-hmm. in DC, at one point, maybe it was 52 or um, prior to that, the Monitors were almost like the Watchers. Like, there was a bunch of them. Yeah. And we learned that our Watcher was kind of more or less looking at Earth like Uatu on Marvel. Mm-hmm. He, he was always sort of in the Marvel Universe's business. But um, they seem to, in this incarnation, they seem to have forgotten that and um, made it more like the Monitor, Anti-Monitor from Crisis and then yeah. introduce another character. Yeah, and the uh, so the World Forger. Um, I don't know if it's been like. I don't know if this has already been said or if it's obvious or whatever. But it, I mean, the World Forger to me is because because the Monitor is like the the kind of watches over the material universe and then the anti-monitor is like the anti antimatter universe yeah and then the world forger i would assume is like the, the dark matter universe y- yeah the dark un- the dark uh dark universe which is where the dark metal came from right and which that i mean that's obviously why his name is forger yeah so yeah, so I mean that's that's pretty cool. I think that's uh, I mean that makes sense to me, and it's a nice the just, little the continuation. The Justice League turned on him. Like, 
I think what the World Forger was saying is that they could, if they followed him, they could end up beating the Legion of Doom. But they chose not to because... Yeah, because they didn't want that that life. Yeah. Oh, and we didn't mention this, but at the end of number 21, uh, <laughs> the... Uh, so the there's the and I don't know if you were getting to it or not, but the when the hero so when when the world forger changes or sends the Justice League away from that like paradise, um, and I don't know if it's for sure or not, but John thinks they're on apocalypse, and uh, that like police force comes down. And and says, um, um, oh, I thought that was in twenty two. That's why I said it ended weird. Oh, because they, no, she, yeah, with they take with off Lois, the helmet yeah. and it's like <laughs> it's Lois Lane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say that because I thought that was twenty two. Oh yeah, I thought that's how twenty two ended. I was like, that was weird. I didn't see that coming at all. That was the part that. <laughs> I was like, what? Lois is leaving this? What's going on? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's... I think this is... I mean, this is obviously, like, the... So what I'm kind of thinking is that this is kind of what happens. So that other, um, like, dream world was, like, what happens if they would follow the World Forger... But this is like if they don't follow because him. Because they this didn't. Is it, this is where they ended up because they didn't follow. Right. Right. Yeah, and Lois is like this police officer and space yeah. police officer. She's like a starship trooper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was twenty-two. <laughs> I got them all mixed up, and I don't have them in front of me. Yeah, it's easy to do with these issues because so much happens um, in each issue, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, I enjoyed what I read. I, I like, My favorite one was The Martian Manhunter. I, I don't know why I liked it so much, because I guess it's because I just liked the banner between Luther and and John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like a part of continuity that's sort of weird to me. But it could be it could be very interesting playing forward because John is justice and um Lex is doom, so <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like something that can unite unite the two. Yeah. Potentially. Because he'll never unite with Superman. He just hates him too much. Yeah. But but it's interesting that he's Well, it's this, this it's really it. this really changes things because one of the things about Luther is he hates aliens. Like I was just, just going to say that. Yeah. 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 He hates aliens and Martian Manhunter is an alien. Right. So it could be game changing because they 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 explain that he was sort of like 
mind wipe to forget this. Like that, that Martian Manhunter thing ever happened. And then they made oh, it yeah. look like his father, after this incident with the Blackhawks, they made it look like his father was an idiot and didn't care about him. Yeah. So it, it's interesting that he wasn't, but something happened to his father to make him forget too. So uh, his father must have been like mind wiped or something by Vandal Savage. Yeah. Well, that was that whole issue linking Vandal to the whole thing too. Yeah. And he's supposedly dead right now. <laughs> Which I'm sure is not true. Not true, right. Yeah. It can't be. Wasn't it Lex that betrayed him? Vandal Savage? I think it was. Um, well, yeah, so Lex supposedly killed him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is he, like, beat him to death with the, the doorknob? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that there's is, a I, lot of story here. I do like the link. I do like the link between Vandal and Lex's father. Yeah. And then you know, down to Lex. That's pretty cool. And it explain like it. It shows like why Lex didn't even respect his father because yeah, yeah. his father was a genius too. <laughs> But because he sort of forgot who he was, Lex Luthor thought of him as an idiot. He just thought he was a drunk. Yeah, and abusive, sort yeah. of. Yep. But he might have been, because it seemed like young Luthor was scared of his own father as a child. Mm-hmm. Like when he'd go talk to Lex. Yeah. Lex would go talk to John, I mean. Yeah. And then we had one question. Which uh, was from Kirk. And he said, has a free comic book day ever convinced you to buy a title? I would say no. Um... Just because, uh, just because I don't usually get the free comic book day books. Yeah. Um, I I will sometimes get them like through DCBS, but sometimes I I just don't get them. Yeah. Well, you get like at least five or something, right? You get to pick a few, right? Yeah, I got. <clears throat> I've got. Uh, I think I got four or five coming this year. Um, and last year, I'm trying to remember, I think, yeah, last year they, last year I didn't really find any that I, that I wanted, I don't think, because the DC ones, I think, were just reprints. Yeah. That's because they released that, um, the, um, 25 cent issue the same week. And that's what they did this week too. They del- they released the villains book. Yeah, that's right. And last week, it, I mean, last year it was here's Superman by Bendis. Here's Tom King's Joker wedding set up, and I, uh, the Justice League was the other one. Mm. Snyder's Justice League. So that's what they launched with last year. 
but it yeah. wasn't a free comic book day. It was one of those twenty-five cent things. I remember. I think I remember last year. Didn't they do? They did like a reprint of Wonder Woman number one or something. I don't remember, but they don't usually do. They don't usually do new stuff. Right. Yeah. It's usually a reprint. They did. They did it originally. Like when they started to do Free Comic Book Day, it used to be like new content, and I yeah. like that. I like that more. Like um, my yeah, favorite. I do too. My favorite one that they've ever done is the Catalyst Prime Free Comic Book Day. Because it was yeah. a, it was a brand new story and it launched a whole n- new universe. You know what? I think I did get that one. That was my favorite. Yeah. Um, but I was already gonna buy the Catalyst Prime stuff, so it didn't influence me, like to buy <laughs> yeah. something. I can't name one free comic book day. I I'm an anomaly though. I buy right. more comics than anybody that I know. <laughs> I still haven't met anybody that buys more comics than I do. Not <laughs> not to like brag about it or anything, but I'm still oh, searching no. for that person. Yeah. And no, I've talked I, to yeah. a lot of people that collect a lot of comics. I, I I know people that have more comics than me, but I haven't met people that get more current comics than I do. Mhm. Yeah. I know a couple of people that are close. Yeah, and I I would say, like, I would say most regular readers probably aren't that influenced by Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. You know, it's got to be, I would think it would probably be more, you know, maybe somebody um, new to it or maybe somebody that doesn't get quite as much. What I like about it more is the way Valiant does it. Valiant does like new material, so it yeah. makes it feel like the comic book is means more because it's right. something new. And I guess if I wasn't already in, like I'm biased towards Valiant because I've always bought Valiant. Mm-hmm. So so it's like there, a free comic book day is not going to make me buy it because I I'm all in anyway. Right. So I can't. I can't say I was ever influenced by any free comic book day comic. Yeah. I'm glad they do it. And I get most of them because DCBS says, well, you buy a shitload from us, just pick what you want. (laughs) They tell me, me, just get whatever you want. And I see the whole damn screen and I just click it all. (laughs) Check the whole damn thing. Except for like stuff I know I'm not going to read. Like, if it gets into the manga, I'm I'm just not into it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like even the kids' books, if it's Casper, heck yeah, I'll read Casper. I like Casper. Mhm. And I like like all ages stuff. So sometimes there's stuff there that I'll like. Yeah, I was gonna say that that's one. Uh, that's I guess that's one kind of genre that that does do. Um, good free comic book day uh, books is the all ages stuff. They usually yeah, do a the, lot. DC does that. Uh, the the DC superhero girls stuff. Yeah, almost yep. every year. 
Yeah, I'll I'll pick those up for my for my daughter. Yeah. And that's what it kind of should be. I well, in my opinion. Right. I mean, yes, I I partake and I don't deny free comic book days cuz they're given to me, but it really should be for the other people, I think. Like trying yeah. to get other people interested in the hobby, not people that are already in the hobby. Not not people who are going to grab all the books and then try to flip them. Yeah. <laughs> like I think this year the book to get is the same as like the Catalyst Prime one. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the humanoids one because Mark Wade is going to be writing his own shared universe for the humanoids line. Oh, interesting. And, uh, his free comic book day is the first appearance of of the characters that are in that universe. So very much like Lion Forge, that is the kind of the book to get. Yeah. And if the heroes ever take off, you don't have to worry about it because there's your first appearances yeah like the yep. the first appearances of umbrella academy is free comic book day and those just spiked wicked like oh yeah they went up in in price because and I, that's one i didn't get because at the time i was like i don't want to read an umbrella academy i knew it was <laughs> gerald way but i i didn't want to read it at the time i've never read a, an umbrella academy surprisingly enough yeah I mean, I kind of regret it now that it's popular, but I, I don't regret it that much because I watched the first episode and I didn't like it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> it's weird. I, I thought that one would click with me, but it put me and my my dad and mom to sleep almost. <laughs> but but uh, Deadly Class is a different story. I love that. Like I, I just love it. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Oh, you dig it. Especially, like, the music, I think. Hmm. They play good stuff. Because there's, like, a group that's, like, a punk... A punk group that Mm -hmm. is sort of, like, outsiders in that school of assassins, if you will. And they play... The the whole piece of uh, Deadly Class is done in the 80s. Oh, so that's they'll cool. they'll play like '80s punk and all kinds of like new wave and I, yeah. I, I I heard the Smiths and I was like stoked like I was like <laughs> holy crap I'm a big Smiths guy like a Morrissey guy I just yeah I I I am fascinated by him because I don't think I've ever I can name a band that sings so much depressing lyrics but <laughs> with the <laughs> The beat is not depressing. Yeah. Like their their beat is upbeat. Yeah. Yeah. But the the lyrics are horrible. I mean, they're like <laughs> awful. Yeah. 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 There are some depressing songs. Yeah, I I I dig it a lot. Like they play the Cure, they play the Ramones, they. They play like punk I've never even heard before. Like this last one, they were in a uh, a mosh pit. I've done that once before when I was young, <laughs> and I didn't. I'll be honest with you, I wasn't prepared for yeah. what I was experienced. Like if I would have known what it was, I would have worn boots or some sort, not tennis shoes. I wouldn't have mm-hmm. went in there with, because you're you're 
you're getting stomped on by combat boots. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, and I'm relatively, I'm like five two. And most <laughs> of the people, I, some of the people that were in that mosh pit, I'm at their elbow level, <laughs> which is very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because my, yeah. one of my high school friends, like I, I kind of fit in with a lot of cliques. One of my high school friends was like big into punk. His name was Joffy, and which was an unusual name. And his parents were real hippie-ish. But, <laughs> I mean, it was it was strange. It was like something that you'd see only in the movies. Like it was really, parents were were really legit hippies. Like, and he was a punk punk rock Mm -hmm. guy but he was incredibly smart like he was in the gifted programs and stuff like that but he he he's the one that introduced me to punk rock at the time and took me he took me to the mosh pit and he took me to like he took me to see sid and nancy (laughs) We, we saw it because that that film hadn't like opened up big it was like playing at the the university theater which is like a one theater place Mm-hmm. And um, but I was blown away by it, and then I started listening to the Sex Pistols like religiously, <laughs> yeah. and then PIL. He introduced me to PIL because it's Johnny Rotten. Yeah, yeah. But that was a long answer for Free Comic Book Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wove itself into punk music. Yeah. But I think if you ever get a chance, if it ever comes to something that you can stream and watch it, just start watching Deadly Class. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. The other one that I like a lot right now is Black Summer. That's I'm I'm like so into that. Mm. Um, That's a Netflix show. Because it it it's a zombie thing, but it's like. It's done from a perspective that feels so real. Like, there's this fat guy, and he gets chased for 20 minutes, and it feels like me. Like, <laughs> an aging fat guy that has <laughs> plantar fasciitis, and he's trying to, <laughs> to run from this zombie that can run fast. i just <laughs> fascinated by it. <laughs> I feel myself getting tense. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. And um, his next question is just, uh, I guess, a stab at himself. He says, is it normal for a man to have multiple copies of Still the Indestructible Man? Because Kirk has, like, lots of copies of stuff. Like, and I don't think he, and I I think I know why he does. He has no inventory. Like, he didn't know Uh, what he has. Yeah. So, like, as he comes across books and dollar bins and stuff, he just, like, accumulates more duplicates. Heck, I even, I'll even get duplicates sometimes, and I do have an inventory. Yeah. You know, like I'll. I, I will occasionally, um, but it's usually because I've effed up my. It, for me, it's mostly because of data entry errors. Yeah. Like I, I have a storage unit now, and I put bookshelves in it. <laughs> believe it or not, so I can <laughs> easily get to my trades, and um. <laughs> I was like, holy crap, I have two epic collections of this. How did that happen? You know? I was putting them in order. I was like, how did that happen? (laughs) So, 
Oh well. Yeah, I mean there there are some issues too, like that I have that, like if there's an issue that, um, for whatever reason, like I just I just really love or. If I, <laughs> you do the same thing I did. <laughs> yeah, like you'll, if you'll buy it if you see it for a buck, you can't let it stay there. <laughs> yeah, for sure, exactly. <laughs> like if there's something I really love or like something I have a soft spot for, I'll just be like, you know what, I, I just I love this so much, I'm gonna buy it again. Yeah, you know? I, I I have a few of those. Yeah. There's an Adam book that I have that I have like seven copies of. <laughs> it's a, I don't know if it's an Adam Hawkman or if it's an Adam book, but it's the it's the one issue that was a big deal for Identity Crisis, and it's when um, Gene Loring goes nuts. Mm-hmm. And it was a twelve cent comic, and every time I see that one, I I end up buying it again and again. <laughs> yeah. I just like it so much. I love yeah, no, identity crisis. I don't. I I don't feel bad for admitting it. I I think it's a fascinating uh, story. I Even was surprised. You were I, surprised. One thing that really surprised me about so I really loved it too when I read it, and then <clears throat> after. It wasn't until after I read it that I had realized that so many, so many DC fans like hated it. Yeah, and they hate you it know, because like, of they hate it because of like what they did to certain characters, like the mind wipe and stuff like that. But yeah. in, in all fairness, M- Meltzer did his research, like. He even tied it back to satellite era Justice League issues. He they they even he even told you he even broke down like what issues things came from, hmm. like what drove Gene Loring to go nuts. Go check out this issue. He he said mm-hmm. the mind wipe came from this these issues with the Injustice Gang in these Justice League issues. Because I awesome. remember specifically when he announced that the issues spiked like they went up in value yeah because people wanted to read those stories well and it it makes complete sense like if you if you've got some you know crazy some crazy uh you know piece of shit that is gonna you know kill your family and your friends but you don't you don't kill yourself like what are you gonna do to stop them you know yeah yeah i mean you have to do something like and if you're not gonna kill them then you have to make them forget or something you know mm-hmm. but yeah that that really surprised me when i i found out how... it was controversial too because of the dr light thing because yeah. the dr light raped her you know what i mean yeah. But it it was like so emotional. Like it had these emotion it had this like underlying mystery. Like you're trying to find out who the killer is the mm-hmm. entire time. And everybody's pissed off. Like and and then you feel so sympathetic because of the circumstances. I mean I mean the big hit is elongated man, right? 
Like yeah. he's 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 sitting there on a roof with Firehawk, and he's like, yeah, G-, like uh, his wife Sue always messes with him on his birthday. Like tries to pull these pri- surprise parties on with on him, and he's telling her that she, that he does does this, and um, he knows that she's planning something. Like he's like every year she tries to do something, but you know I solve every mystery. How could she? fool me and he'd like wiggle his nose and all this stuff and then mm-hmm. he gets home and the surprise wasn't a surprise birthday she was pregnant yeah and it's like oh my god it i mean i was like i was like in tears like, holy <laughs> crap <laughs> yeah it's a and, heavy uh, it was heavy like story. the one mystery that he couldn't solve about his birthday you know she was gonna say hey we're gonna have a kid and now she's dead. It's like holy yeah. crap. And then you have the thing with Tim, like yeah, Tim's father. Yeah, yeah t- he comes home, and fucking boomerang sh- shot a boomerang right through his chest. Yeah. So it's like intense. And then you got the calculator fucking with things, and and then you have that badass Deathstroke scene where he takes on the entire Justice League. Like, oh just, yeah, he's just calculated, man. It's it's like brilliant. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, uh, it's really like, good. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah I forgot was, about the Deathstroke. Yeah, it was amazing Art. fight scene. Yeah. It goes to. Like Zatanna, like he's like chops her neck or something so she can't speak. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He, hits, he like hits her windpipe. Right in the th- windpipe. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty awesome. Yeah. Cause it's like six of them. <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes. He uses like each one. He uses every move to like put himself in a position so they can't take advantage of him. And it, it's just well, it's, like really calculated. It's actually kind of similar to what uh, what White Canary does to Dinah in uh, yeah. in this Birds of Prey. Like she won't let her talk or scream. Yep. And that's kind of a similar. Yeah, we could tactic. talk real quick about Birds of Prey. This this one I chose because it was Gail Simone. I she's another writer that uh, that I. I, I absolutely adore like I her her writing works for me on so many level levels yeah I haven't read anything from her that I did not like yeah she's, she's really good done a lot and um matter of fact she's gonna be doing the catalyst prime universe crossover now because she's the the lead editor for the group now and oh uh, that's cool She's going to be taking over like the main event that is going to unite the universe kind of thing. But um she's she's really good. Like she does her research. She knows what history is. Yeah, she changes things, but she pays respect to what has happened in the past to get her to advance the story. Mm-hmm. And um I I I like these issues. They they followed right out of Brightest Day. I don't know why they decided to renumber it. But they're kind of like not a team again yet. But her and uh, Barbara are always talking for one thing. And yeah. there's this kid that needs to be rescued. And it's pretty an awful like group that 
captured this kid because they had no, in my opinion, no intention of giving her back. No, and I and Dinah, I think Dinah even she says knew. that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and that that's how it kicks off is like she's in a situation where she's trying to save the kid, and they're like in freezing cold weather, and they like don't give any clothing to this girl like she's already going into like shock because of temperature conditions mm-hmm. and this assholes wants ransom and even if they gave him the ransom i i think he would have she would have died anyway and that then dinah knew that so she 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 almost killed the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, she like breaks she beat his the, leg. She beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and later on that comes to bite bite her because she's like known for her violence and and somebody behind the scenes attacking the birds of prey and they're doing it in very subtle ways. They're they're pulling an oracle on them. Yeah. They're calculating it. <laughs> they're yeah, they're kind of one-upping Barbara. Yeah, and it's hard to do. Yeah, I mean the only villain and that that's ever done that kind of thing is Calculator. Even mm-hmm. in the Arrow TV show, they have like an Oracle-like character that dates Green Arrow. She they've never told her. They call her Overwatch, but um. Mm. She, she, her father is the calculator in the Arrow TV show. So they oh, kind of like cool. they kind of manipulated the history of of that because she's yeah. more she's more or less Oracle for the Arrowverse, and then they used Calculator as her father, which was that's pretty cool. Interesting, yeah. But they um they have uh, Lady Blackhawk. Which which I always like, I've always liked her. I I get commissions because I like the way her she looks, and I <laughs> I love the Blackhawk, um, the early stuff. Mm-hmm. Wasn't too crazy about the new Fifty Two Blackhawks, but yeah. anything before that when they weren't superheroes because they they had powers at one point, and I I didn't dig that too much. But when they're the pilots and stuff, I I I love it. Like yeah, that's, that's the the Blackhawks I want to read, and they're in the Justice League. I just never see them. Like they talk about Blackhawks and Blackhawk Island um, mm-hmm. on the book we just read. Yeah. So is this your first time reading this Birds of Prey, or did you already have it? Uh, this one, it was my first time reading this one. Oh, I've cool. read uh, I've read some of the Chuck Dixon. Birds uh-huh. of Prey, um, but I have not read the Gail Simone stuff. Yeah, because it started out as a a mini series, and then it became that long running series that ran like a hundred and twenty seven issues. Mm-hmm. And that one was written by, like you said, Chuck Dixon, but. Somewhere along the line, he handed off the reins to, uh, uh, looks like Gilbert Hernandez. I had no idea about that until I scrolled through. But Gail Simone, and then Gail Simone wrote quite a bit of Birds of Prey with Ed Bennis and a bunch of good artists. Um, 
and then Tony Bedard took over, and then this this volume is all, you know, all Gale initially. Yeah. There are only 15 issues, and I can't remember what year New 52 came out, but it was 2011. So it was. Oh, so like it, this ran right until the end. This. Yeah. 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 So I didn't really realize <laughs> when I picked this that it wasn't even that long. <laughs> yeah. You could have probably finished it pretty quick. Um, yeah, so this uh, so there's basically this this uh, whoever this is is like setting up is setting up um, Dinah and uh, well mainly Dinah they're, they're setting her up to make her look like she's a, she's a criminal right and uh, and I think uh, what didn't they say like Ollie was like in prison or something at this point. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I, I remember that. And so, and yeah, they have so that, like White Canary fighting Black Canary and Huntress. Yeah. And Barbara recruits Hawking Dove because she like needs more firepower. Mm-hmm. So she essentially gets Hawking Dove to to help out. Along with Lady Blackhawk, of course. Yeah, and they're like, all during the fight, they're trying to like keep Penguin alive. And, yeah. Because uh, the Huntress had like, I think it was Huntress, like stabbed him or something. Yeah. And the Huntress is sort of violent. Like she's always getting on Bruce's bad side because she tends to be more. Um, pain oriented or will beat somebody to death or won't care yeah and, uh, it pisses off Bruce because he still has his like no death policy he doesn't like her uh, violence quotia but he's one to talk he's he's gone nuts sometimes and <laughs> crap out of people you know yeah but that's what most of it turned out to be is they're trying to protect the penguin um, from getting killed. And uh, I think penguin even helps them out a little bit. He, he does a little bit. And then you, you, then you find out that he was kind of playing them all along. Yeah. Um, But they killed Savant in this too. And he was a big, character in the original birds of prey well that was uh, the blonde the blonde that was just a trick though oh was it i forgot that part yeah so So savant uh, is still alive yeah so savant and uh creote or whatever yeah yeah those two are playing barbara um Ah. just to make it look like they killed themselves, uh-huh. and then they they go and they grab Barbara. Um, as because they're mad at they're mad at um, Barbara for um, I forget what uh, it was something that happened previously, In the like previous volume. Yeah, she yeah. was supposed to be helping Savant, 
and uh, um, he he got uh, he got like tortured by somebody, um, and so that's why he they were going after Barbara um, as like payback for. I guess they said that that she that it was her fault, but I, I don't think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but so then Savant, um, they take Barbara, they take Barbara out to this like cliff where it looks like they're gonna throw her off, and they have her at gunpoint and. Uh, then she realizes that they just took her out there so she could watch Savant kill himself. And Savant uh, jumps off the the cliff and Barbara like dives out of her chair and grabs his hand. And uh, um, she's like begging the other guy to help pull him back up and she eventually gets the guy to help her so they they pull savant back up and they do save him Mm. but uh but in those two issues also it gives some backstory on uh this white canary girl and that backstory is pretty cool she's like uh um I guess she was like a, a a baby, like born to um, born to this like uh, grandmaster uh-huh. in uh, in Japan, and uh, or it's either Japan or China. I can't figure out which. Um, but the grandmaster wanted the baby to be killed because it was a female ah, and not, not a boy right um, and uh well that used to happen a lot in cultures because of the oh, da- yeah. like a dowry thing like if you were poor and you were you <sighs> had a baby and it was not a son then you yeah. were expected to like have to pay for that wedding if she wed later on in life Right. So yeah, it's it's strange. Yeah. So they're they're about to kill this little baby girl, and uh, the kind of the servant, I guess, kind of pleads with the grandmaster to to let her take the baby. And uh, it's hard to tell exactly like what happens in with the artwork here, but like the. This it looks like the ser- the servant like gets hit by lightning or something and uh, um the grandmaster um says there's something obviously wants this child to live um so sh- he he gives this uh. He gives this other servant responsibility over the baby and and tells her to start training or that the baby's going to start training. Mm-hmm. So that baby, I guess, grows up to be this white canary. 
girl and and she has 12 brothers who are like martial arts masters also yeah and dinah i guess dinah it it doesn't really explain all of it in these two issues but dinah i guess beat the brothers at some point mm-hmm. and out of i guess because of like their honor being um tainted or whatever because dinah beat them the this girl had killed all of her brothers oh wow yeah yeah but and so she's after dinah for revenge basically and she's got that hair thing too like yeah yeah i think i saw that in a quentin tarantino movie or something (laughs) yeah It's, (laughs) it's like uh yeah, it might have been in Kill Bill. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where I saw it. Yeah. So you liked it? Yeah, it's yeah, it was really good. I mean, I like I said I've I've read the Chuck Dixon stuff and I really like the I really like the Birds of Prey as a team and <clears throat> you know, I prefer like I really prefer um Barbara as Oracle. I do too. I, I think she's the best as Oracle and then, you know, working with Huntress and Black Canary I think is the best. Um it's combo. it's like it's like the we had so much of it. There's so much of that material out that it's hard to not have that be your favorite. <laughs> yeah, and because there and, was more of that than her being Batgirl for the most part. Yeah, and her her personality as Oracle, I think, is just great, um, you know, because she's not, she kind of has the, she kind of has the, the burden in the background of, you know, what happened to her. Um, yeah. But she's still, like, she can still fight from the wheelchair, and. Uh, yeah, she's got she's those just, sticks that she uses, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, this she is good stuff. She was in the Justice League too. She was able to be like the computer person for the Justice League. Yeah, yeah. So, um, do you want to pick something for the next uh, episode? As far as yeah. like a retro book, yeah. Yeah, let me look here. I'm. <clears throat> I was looking at these issues. They have a lot more since we talked last. Oh, I know. They added They're... thousands of more books. Than... Yeah, every time I open the app and it's, I see stuff that I didn't see before, and it's just gets me so excited. Yeah. There's the only problem is though there's so much on here that I want to read. Yeah. And it's like I don't, I can't decide on one thing. Yeah. Um, Hard to pick. Okay, I'm trying to get there on my app here. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Um, how about... Uh, got a bunch of 
bunch of stuff in my to read list here. Oh, you can make a to read so list. You, I never paid attention to that. Yeah, so you can make lists. Um, yeah. Man, my the only thing I one thing I really don't like about the app is so I had all these issues open mm-hmm. and like when I hit back it takes me through the pages of all of the all the comics that I was looking at oh so I can't I'm trying to get to like my home screen okay here it is uh <clears throat> Yeah, so like there's like the My DC section and then it shows like your videos and your comics and then it has a section for lists and you can create like a you can create lists. I just created like a is two it, read is list. It, is it list of titles or is it list of issue numbers? It's single issues. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. So like I'll I'll usually add like the first issue and then once you know once you read it you can it, you just can... say go to the next one go to the next one yeah right yeah um, yeah so one thing I read uh, earlier this week um, on here that I really enjoyed was the the Dead Man um, Love After Death oh God I love that that's the jump. yeah that was the that Kelly was really Jones good. And... Yeah. Mike Barron, right? Yep. Yeah, Mike Barron. God, I love that thing. Yeah, that was good. Um, well, I saw the and they they do more too. It's not just that one. They have like three deluxe formatted minis. Oh, I'll have to. The same creative team. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I really liked that. Um, how about? The uh, how about um, Adam Strange, um, the Richard Bruning? Um, I think it's a is it a three part? Is it a three part series mini series? Uh, let me check. Oh, is that the uh, the deluxe formatted one? I think so. Um, I'm trying to get to it. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. From okay. 1990, it's the... Uh, yeah. Richard Bruning and Andy Kubert. Yeah, I've never read that. That looks good. I, I've i read it, but I don't remember it, so it'll be it'll be a good uh, reread of it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'd like to pick stuff that you're... That's not fresh in your mind yeah there you can pick anything i <laughs> for the most part and i uh, i like pretty much all of dc stuff so there's yeah. there's not too much I, <laughs> I don't enjoy and um like i I'll, I'll reread stuff all the time right now i'm rereading marvel stuff from back in the 90s but it's more on the ghost right the uh midnight sun stuff yeah you know? I'm into that on the Marvel app at night. I've been reading Ghost Rider, Night Stalkers, Darkhold, and uh, uh, Morbius. They're they're really yeah. good. They're um, artistically done really well. Like um, they have really good artists drawing the first incarnations of those books. 
Mm-hmm. They look really good. Yeah, I've been really... I don't know what it is. It might just be coincidence, but a lot of the stuff I've been reading lately is is like 90s. <laughs> me, and early, Bill, me and Bill have been 90s. talking about that. Yeah. We've been buying like obscure 90s stuff that nobody reads. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. It's really cool stuff. I mean... Yeah. It's not worth much, but it's fun to read. Yeah, well, yeah, that's all be, that matters to me. Yeah, yeah. this will be good. I'll enjoy this. Cool. I might read one as my midnight book. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and uh, I guess what do we want to cover for other books? I think we called called it last time, but I can't remember if it was to get back into Superman or. Um. So was. I know we. I know we said detective because. Oh of yeah, because of issue a thousand. Yeah. Why don't we just do the Adam Strange and Detective? Because the Detective we have like I think five or six issues, plus yeah. a double sized ninety so, page giant or whatever it turns out to be for a thousand. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll yeah. be plenty. That'll work. Cool. And uh, you can reach us. Uh, on uh, Facebook, a DC Noise podcast. On the website is dcnoisepodcast.com. On the Twitter, I'm uh, Mike Myers Brunch, and Kyle is uh, a- at kpettit5. Yep. And anything else? I don't. I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, so next time we'll be covering Adam Strange. Um, these are deluxe books, too, so mm-hmm. they're probably like 60 pages or 40 pages per issue. Um, yeah. This was a cool cardstock cover, too. I don't know if you have the original issues, but they were... they were. I think the series came right after uh, the Hawkworld series. Oh, yeah. Was, uh, yeah, Timothy I have the Hawkworld Truman. ones. Yeah. yeah. It's like that same format. Well, the series you just read was the same format. The deluxe, yeah, the, the, the Dead, Dead Man. Man. Yeah. 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 Those are cool. I love those Dead Man stories. <laughs> and, and they had the perfect artist. Like, to me, that was, like, the best artist that you could have for, for Dead Man, Kelly Jones. Yeah, he draws, he draws the... such a distorted dead guy i mean <laughs> and you can really see like all the bones and stuff yeah, and it's, yeah. yeah it's good he's all like skinny and rotting and thin <laughs> yeah it's cool that was it's a, yeah that too. was a good story yeah i like that didn't have to do with freak show people too yeah it was yeah, uh it was him this. like like investigating like the murder of this girl that was in the circus and yeah. her husband like ran the circus and was killing these like all these uh people in the cir- from the circus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. That's one of my favorites. Like if you were to tell me recommend some good dead man stories, that's those are the ones that I would point people to is mm-hmm. being like the best stories of dead man i mean there's a lot of good dead man stories don't get me wrong i just i i read all the neil adams stuff and it's pretty amazing from strange adventures if if you want to get into more dead man 
start there because he's trying to find out who killed him <laughs> for a long oh, time. Yeah. Interesting. I, I think they say I think they say who did it in Love After Death. They say who did it in Strange Adventures too. It just takes a long time to get there. Right. Yeah. Because even at one point, like it, the the Neil Adams run of Dead Man, it ran in Strange Adventures and then it crossed over to Brave and the Bold, and in the Brave and the Bold issue, he's literally asking Batman for help, and Batman's like investigating it, and he doesn't even figure it out. Oh, and nice. It, it turns out you you already know who it is, right? Uh, I I can't remember. I I know it's like a mobster. Well, um, it's it's a guy that was working for the League of Assassins. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's a, that's right. Yeah, it's a League and of it, Assassins. It, it, yeah. It's totally weird because it looks like it's a motivated murder, but it's not. It's basically his initiation to that's get into right. the League yeah. of Assassins, and it's like holy crap. They killed this guy. He just picked him really, at random. Yeah, yeah, just picked him. Yeah. It's some bullshit. And the the, <laughs> the the mystery is awesome too because it it leads you to believe like it's like five different people. Like, mm-hmm. and at one point he's questioning if it was his brother because his mm. bro- brother's not Boston Brand. His name is Cleveland. That's <laughs> Cleveland right. Yeah. Brand. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's some good stuff, man. I I am a huge Dead Man uh and and Phantom Stranger fan. Yeah, I'll have to check out those Neil Adams issues. Yeah, they're great. They're great. All right. Well, we'll talk to you in two weeks. Cool. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for uh thanks for doing this a week late because yeah, I had no I had fa- I had family in town the last weekend so. Yeah, I I actually had family in town today, but I was ah. able to work around it. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I always ask you like earlier, because you know, if if something comes up, you can always say, "Well, let's push it," and things yeah. happen. Yeah. So for like, sure. I, I plan ahead. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, you have a good week. Yep. You too. Take care, Kyle. Yep. See ya. Bye. Bye.